0: This is Episode 284 of the E-Commerce Coffee Break Podcast. Today, Emmett Rosenthal, CEO and founder of ProBox.io, joins me on the show and we talk about how you can provide a more transparent, streamlined logistic experience using the latest technology and innovation in freight forwarding. So let's dive right into it. This is the E-Commerce Coffee Break,
1: a top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the, to the Hello, show. Hello, welcome to
0: another episode of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today, we want to talk about technology and innovation and freight forwarding. Now, that's pretty much all about logistics and everything that comes with it. And I am by far more means no expert in logistics at all. So I'm really looking forward to discuss all these topics today. And as an expert on the show, I have Amit Rosenthal. He's the CEO and founder of ProBox.io. He has over 20 years of diverse experience in logistics management. He has successfully navigated complex global supply chains and developed comprehensive strategies to streamline these processes to improve productivity and reduce operational costs for their clients. Amit's expertise spans from transportation management to warehousing, distribution, inventory optimization, and last mile delivery solutions. So we have a lot to cover. Let's welcome him to the show. Hi, Amit. How are you today? Hi, Spain. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How about I'm Very well. Amit, let's dive right into it. I don't have much of a background when it comes to logistics and freight forwarding, and I'm always curious to find out more about that. Maybe let's start with a definition of what freight forwarding stands for.
1: Rule. So, freight forwarding is basically taking a uh, product, box, whatever it is, from point A to point B. This is the most simple way to to explain freight forwarding. I can say that, you know, from history, background, and still up today, the business of logistics is basically entering and covered by the shipping line itself or the rail line itself. So, like 50 years ago, there was no freight forwarding at all, or 60 or 70 years ago. So basically, you as a seller or you as a buyer, you approach shipping line, said, "Hey, I have a container or I have a load from point A to point B." But what happened was that eventually, shipping line, as the overall commerce business grew around the world, shipping line could not focus on the smaller clients, right? They can focus maybe on Walmart or businesses side as that. So basically, freight forwarder are like subcontractors so to speak subcontractors of this shipping line and we are basically representing now all the shipping line right available and we are basically connecting between all the subcontractors through the logistics chain so it's starting from once the cargo basically pick up from any vendor at any origin and until it's basically delivered to any destination so in this supply chain there is really, I don't know to say dozens or hundreds, but let's, let's say hundreds of people and hundreds of subcontractors starting from domestic trucking company, port authorities, warehousing, etc., etc., et cetera, et cetera. Everyone eventually involved in taking a cargo from point A to point B and the freight forwarding basically managing all the people or all the subcontractors through the supply chain to eventually have a successful delivery.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of online merchants, maybe Amazon, maybe
1: Shopify, they're always
0: keen to get a tracking number. And that's pretty much all they know about is like what's happening in the background. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there's many, many parties involved in there. So how can you operate a supply chain
1: efficiently? Where do you start there? So I think before we dive into that, the key point I would like to, to make here is that from my experience, let's say even a good and experienced Amazon or Shopify seller have really, I don't want to say, the more experienced one have maybe 5% knowledge to comprehend the scale of what's happening behind the scene, okay? I don't think anyone ever been at any port around the world, but if you ever will go to Long Beach, let's say in, in USA, or to New York port, or Miami port, you will understand, or Bremen or Antwerpen, or whatever, okay? Big port around the world, Shanghai, whatever... You simply will start to understand, the comprehend the huge, huge, like the huge scale of what does it mean even talking when you're talking about logistics, right? So because of the scale and because of the operation, because of everything. So mostly Amazon seller will said, okay, I, know I have goods from point A to point B, give me a rate. The rate is okay. All right, let's move on. So for the let's say, unexperienced one, the business seems very, very easy. Okay. Oh, I don't want to say is, but I don't understand the complexity behind the scene in that regard. In terms of creating more efficiency for the business, so in general, freight forwarding, logistics, shipping line, they're not really like old-fashioned businesses, right? Very, very low innovation, still working like the same it was like 70 years ago. I think about airplanes, okay, or Boeing or whatever. Same aircraft eventually today or 50 years ago. Basically the same when it's talking about like shipping line and that, and all the businesses behind it, so innovation is something that, in my opinion, very very uh, new in the logistics and the freight forwarding business. I think we can say that because of Amazon, maybe right, and because of the scale, of Amazon based, basically Amazon is not a freight forwarding company, even though they are providing now freight forwarding company, but Amazon eventually a logistics business, okay. So they want to run all the logistics starting now from pickup, from the supplier, but especially whatever is like purchasing from their FBA store, for FBA facility. So in my opinion, this is the innovation that brought, in my opinion, the innovation into the NSBA world and into the straightforward world is that you cannot work with sellers working in the Amazon platform, you know, with the most innovation, look for maybe, and still working with like email chain. Okay. I have equipment, send me the details. The details are wrong. Okay. Send me again an email. Good solve emails. We need to Okay. Where's my shipment? What's going on? Why it's delayed? Why it's arrived on time? Where is it? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So many questions for one lousy shipment. So just for myself, okay. If we're talking about my side and about Probox, so like we're working with some of the aggregators on the Amazon space. Okay. Those aggregators and sometimes uh, you know, 10 brands, sometimes 100 brands, uh, they can run, you know, between, let's say 20 SKUs to 2000 SKUs, right? So those companies, and again, as bigger you are, as a it doesn't matter if you're a Shopify seller or an Amazon seller, but the bigger you are, the more shipment you have, right? So once you started to operate. Hundreds of SKUs and hundreds of shipments per month. Like starting with back and forth email is simply a task that you will not be able to manage. Doesn't matter if you will bring 10 VA to support you, right? So, we need the regulators that we worked on the space told me listen, Amit, uh, okay, you gave a great customer service. Uh, your team and yourself are responsive like crazy. But it's simply nightmare. So think about creating a software of your own. So I said, you know what? I agree. I have nothing to say, but you agreed. So we basically made like a reverse engineering, right? We started to think what is the process, how the process should look like, uh, what is the shipment status that any seller, that doesn't matter if it's a super fast seller or is the Amazon seller looking for, how we can integrate with the shipping line. To understand exactly the vessel location, et cetera, et cetera. And we build the platform accordingly. Again, the idea behind it, and like it, by the way, because like in every innovation tool, all right, you're going to have some people go, so wow, it's great. And some other people have said, oh, I don't know, it's too much complex for me. But eventually, in my opinion, for the end user, it definitely get much more efficiency to the process. It gives much more visibility about where's the shipment location, what's going to be the next step, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually doesn't matter if you are a seller or if you are a buyer purchasing like whatever product it is, you want to know where's your cargo and when it should arrive. That's the two maybe biggest factor for anyone doing commerce or handling commerce or purchasing commerce or whatever. So efficiency and visibility is the is a huge tool for anyone because as a seller, you always want to know where is your inventory, where the stock is going to arrive into whatever destination you want, and as a buyer, you always want to know, okay, I purchased shoes two days ago, when it's going to be at my end. So that's about basically innovation in the freight forwarding business. Now there is many companies that started to create tools similar like Probox that are using. In my opinion, the businesses in general understand now the importance of building a platform like that and give like extra mile or extra information to their customer audience. So now it's something that 2023, especially now 2024, more companies will accept, as you know, new tools in the freight forwarding business. Many, many other subcontractors, those shipping line, tracking companies, whatever, also created tools, similar tools with API connection. So the industry in Greenland go to that direction for for tour.
0: Hey Klaus here, just a quick one. If you like the content of this episode, subscribe to the weekly newsletter at newsletter.ecommercecoffeebreak.com. I score and create 50 news sources so you don't have to, saving your hours of research. Grow your revenue with e-commerce news, marketing strategies, tools, podcast interviews and more, all in a quick three-minute read. So head over to newsletter.ecommercecoffeebreak.com to subscribe, as said, 100% free. Also, you will find the link in the show notes. And now back to the show. hmm it's interesting. I didn't know that That Amazon basically, um, obviously on the forefront of e-commerce, um, started this kind of trend to optimize. And it's, it's sort of surprising to me to hear that the whole logistics sector sort of was outdated until now. The innovation finally kicks in. I thought it was always optimized. I, I used to live in Hamburg and I was fascinated by these huge container ships. And I thought, OK, there is a lot of software behind that to, to get this done. But apparently it only picks up now. I like the idea that you create clarity for the seller. The seller is under the pressure from their buyers. As you said, they want to know where the shoes are or when they arrive. And on the other hand, there's a lot of things that are out of the hands of a seller coming from the production plant that might be in Southeast Asia or somewhere else. And then getting to a warehouse that might be an Amazon warehouse or wherever it goes to. How do you deal or where do you get the information for, like, for instance, the Panama Canal is drying out? So now the ships have to go around South America. It takes all longer. That means a proactive system obviously is very, very helpful. But where do you get all these data points from?
1: Right. That's a great question, by the way. We can give, by the way, a true, like, a huge, huge political issue now that is going on in the Red Sea. So, you know, the Red Sea, there is the Suez Canal, Right. Basically, this is the bridge between uh, Far East to Europe. Now, I don't want to enter into too much into politics, but there is the Yemen and the food team of the Yemen. This is like a terrorist group of called the food team. and they basically launch messages to every vessel that is related to Israel and to United States. Now, right? So, what happened is that all the biggest shipping line in the world, such as Costco. Evergreen, Maersk, MSC—basically, the biggest, the biggest shipping line in the world. Now they cannot go through the Red Sea because they're getting like missiles, like every time they go through the through this region. So now they have to bypass through Western Africa, and this increased the routing from Far East to Europe, like in twenty days. Okay, so think about the whole supply chain. What happened because of that? So. If you ask me, well, uh, you gather the information? So, if you're somebody that handling e-commerce or commerce in general, most likely you will not be aware of anything going on in the logistics world, right? It's simply you other task to do, which most likely more more, more to you on the daily basis. So, that's something that, in my opinion, it's the responsibility of any freight forwarder you are working with. So. We're sending a lot of marketing emails, mainly about the political situation. There is a lot of websites you can read about the news, the situation and everything. But you have to recognize that, you know, sometimes small thing, you know, even if there is like now a crazy storm in the in, uh, United States, okay, in the East Coast. So, you can, so many airports can be closed, right? So think about the effect now, even two days, two days. The main airport uh, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, are closed now. So think about the impact with delays and everything that's going on due to that uh, situation. so if so sometimes even if it's if if it's like a small accident or a small small incident which doesn't appear too much big in the news or whatever, it can have a huge impact eventually on the supply chain. And sometimes people try to recognize why there is a delay in my shipment or whatever. So it's all about political news and the situation around the world. It has a huge and crucial impact eventually about the whole supply chain from start to finish. Mm-hmm. No, it makes perfect sense. And I
0: think knowing about this and having a system that you can deal with and inform your customer, your buyer about it, that there is a delay. Um, it's always good to be proactive in communicating because that obviously will help preventing complaints from your customers. Tell me a little bit about the, the onboarding process or the process on getting on your platform. Or what kind of steps are involved? What kind of homework does a merchant have to do before they can get started?
1: Right. So basically we do not charge anything in terms of like sign up or whatever, it's like, you can sign up, you can request the quotes free of charge. Uh, the sign up process is quite easy. You sign up, enter your email, your password, and you are in. And from that point on, you can add your SKU details. You can add your supplier and consignee details. You can generate quotes. You can track your shipment in much efficient way. So the process is quite, quite easy. Everybody can try us. Everybody can try to get a quote. Everybody can check our prices. We have nothing to hide. And like in every competitive business, you, and sometimes, you know, think about like any service provider, I would assume, right? There is a lot, a lot going on in terms of like trustworthy, right? But trust is something building along the way, right? So normally in any business. First thing, you are looking about the price. If the price is okay, then you're looking about the process. How do they communicate? What is their process time? What is the transit time? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually you decide, okay, I got a good reputation about whatever company, let's say about Probox this time. Uh, I tried to get a quote. The response time was fast. They were communicate. The good, the good, the price was good. Let's try them. Then then it's our obligation or any service provider obligation to, to produce, right? And then let's say you're a new seller or let's say you're an experienced seller. You will never, that's at least from my experience, you will never give anyone all your business on the day one, right? But it's a trust process, meaning you will start with first shipment, then, okay, second one, third one, fourth one. And I'm telling you one thing, because, and this is for cool. I never, never, never had anyone or any client that everything went smooth with him in all the history with PoBox Because in logistics, I told you, eventually we are the connector, right? We are connecting dots between subcontractors, but eventually sometimes things can go wrong. That's, that's the reality. Okay. So in my opinion, it's not if something went wrong. That's meaning that you have to you have to okay delete the the service provider you're working with, but it's how they respond and how they operate and what is their solution they're providing so that in my opinion, the biggest goal, and this is something that trust and time building together so don't think that you will work with, by the way, not just with ProBooks. Don't think you will work with any, any fed folder in the world and everything will always go smooth. It just simply doesn't go like that. But try to cluster folder, try to work with them together, right? To understand what's going to be the process. If something happened, what would happen and so on. And with that information you gather, decide if you want to go with whatever service provider you're working with.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's your perfect customer? Are there specific industries or niche that you work more with than with
1: others? I would say that uh, anyone that doing retails between China or India to USA or any Amazon seller around the world, because like retailers in the USA always will import goods to the United States and Amazon seller doesn't matter if you are in Argentina or in United States or in UK or in Israel or in Ukraine or wherever. But eventually, doing most likely from China to USA or from India to USA or from China to whatever FBA center. So it doesn't matter the history or the background you are coming from. But eventually, in terms of logistics, you will do basically the same, the same exact process. So as long as you are Amazon seller, as long as you need the freight solution, you are the perfect customer for Paul Books.
0: Okay, excellent. Before we come to the end of our coffee break today, is there anything that you want to share with our listeners that we
1: haven't covered yet? I would say that, in my opinion, the biggest thing when you are dealing like in threat forwarding business, especially international one, is to understand the person behind the computer, right? Uh, who is he? What is his background? Where does he come from? Because, Klaus I'm sure, and we have like a two minutes chat before we started. You know, uh, there is a different mentality if you are a German, there is a different mentality if you are Israeli, there is a different mentality if you are from Australia. But me as a company owner, we have to know how to handle each of one of them, right? So you have to understand that each one comes from a different mentality and you have to adjust. And in my opinion, this is the biggest thing I gain from doing like international business. And this is something I try to always uh, advice to my staff member that okay, I don't know maybe this one is have a bit more feelings this one is more cold, so to speak. this one we can build more relationship but everyone comes with a different mentality and with a different background and we have to adjust. so that's the biggest thing that I would I, I would say
0: I think that's very important. I think it's a, a lesson learned if you do a lot of international business that you not only look into the facts, into the cold facts, but also in the emotions and of the cultural background of people to make it a good business relationship. I like that a lot. I understand you have a a promo code for our listeners of probox.io.
1: Yeah. We'd like to give a 200 discount for anyone coming from the podcast. So it's a coffee break 200. I believe we can share it with the audience uh, we can share also the Probox portal, and if everyone would love to come and test us out so you can add the promo code, and hopefully you gain get some shipments with us. Okay, perfect. Where can people find out more about you and Probox? Every social media available, uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, www.probox.mo, and uh, yeah, in every social platform, basically available.
0: Okay, I will put the links in the show notes, then you're just one click away. I Amit, mean, thanks so much for your time today. I have learned quite a bit about logistics and freight forwarding, and now I understand that it is even more complex than I thought, and um, it's better to work with expert dead than trying to figure it out on your own. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Hey Klaus here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Before you go, I'd like to ask two things from you. First, please help me with the algorithm so I can bring more impactful guests on the show. It will make it also easier for others to discover the podcast. Simply like, comment and subscribe in the app you're using to listen to the podcast and even better if you could leave a rating. Thanks again and i catch you in the next episode. Have a good one.